0: one pitcher on the way to Edgar Martinez. One on The line doesn't look me for these men. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior's in They're going to leave it.
1: Silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball.
2: Oh, look at this run! What a
1: run! Roshan
2: oh, Lynch! Still oh. on his feet. Has blockers now! He's dancing his way! to the touchdown! Uh-huh. This is the water break on 88 9 The Bridge. All the sports knowledge you could ever need. Starting right now. Hello and welcome to the Water Break. I'm McLean on 88.9 The Bridge, and this is the best late-night sports show on this station. I got Will, Cy, and Creed here with me virtually. Um, And we're here uh, to talk to you about the biggest sports event of the year, the Super Bowl. We're going to open up, before we get there, we're going to... get some, get some five in five going, bringing you news from five sports in five minutes. I'm going to start us off with baseball. All right. The big, uh, team to watch this week was the St. Louis Cardinals who, uh, not only absolutely fleeced Nolan Arenado away from the Rockies, uh, getting him for practically nothing, but they were also able to offload the contract of corner outfielder Dexter Fowler, uh, to the LA angels. Um, So where he'll look to form a nice little one-two punch with Mike Trout out there and um, the cards look uh, ready for contending and they're now the clear favorites to, uh, to win the NL central. Now uh, over to Cy for some basketball news.
1: Yeah. So uh, what's trending in basketball right now is the whole courtside Karen issue. So there was a woman at a Lakers game who was heckling LeBron James and She's uh, screaming expletives, and she took her mask down, and so she's getting a lot of flame on social media for that, and that's like the main NBA story right now. Uh, uh, and some of the scores: um, Utah beat Atlanta one twelve to ninety one. Golden State beat Dallas. I I I would call that a surprise one hundred forty seven to one sixteen. Portland beat Philadelphia one hundred twenty one to one o five. Houston beat Memphis 115-103, to 103, and Denver lost to the Los Angeles Lakers 114-93. And yeah, now on to Will for hockey.
3: Alright, well, it's been a really interesting week in hockey. And actually yesterday, I want to point out, there were so many upsets. Uh, more upsets, actually, than actual, like, predicted good team wins games. The Senators picked up their second win of the season, uh, making them tied for worst in the league now against the Montreal Canadiens, who have been red-hot. The Canucks fell to the Maple Leafs, which is not much of a surprise. The Rangers lost to the Capitals, which is another huge upset. Uh, The Coyotes beat the Blues, Blackhawks beat the Hurricanes, and the Blue Jackets beat the Stars, which are all pretty big upsets. Um, Standings-wise, Bruins leading the East... Lightning leading the Central, no surprises there. Over in the West, Avalanche and Blues pretty tight for the top spot. Golden Knights have fallen off a bit, but I really have no doubt they're going to get back up there soon. And in the North, a bit surprising, you have the Maple Leafs at first, and then followed are the Canadians and Jets, who no one really saw at the top. Uh, The Oilers, Canucks and Flames are all down below. Uh, They haven't fared as well this year, especially the Canucks, they've had a really, really rough start and they've been playing alright recently. Um, but coming out of a bad loss against Toronto, their season's kind of up in the air now. I think the GM in question offseason that have really not panned out. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, on the other side, Tony D'Angelo looking to be traded. They've had a lot of like internal problems with him, uh, so they're considering trading him to the Flames, but that's still up in the air as of now. Anyways, on to Creed 4 soccer.
0: Yeah, so in soccer this week, we actually have a lot of Interesting news. Uh, first thing is Jordan Morris to Swansea, which we talked about a little bit last week. But um, he's played in two games since. Um, and this last game that they played, Swansea won 2-0. And in that game, Jordan Morris played for 15 minutes. And um, many fans are saying that they got what they paid for. And that's a really good thing. They're saying that he's bringing a ton of speed and a new dynamic into their play. Um, and is a really strong weapon for their team. Um, and then in the English Premier League, we have a couple great games coming up. The main one, Manchester City against Liverpool on Sunday at 8.30 a.m. That's going to be an amazing game because Man City's number one in the standings, Liverpool's in fourth. Um, Liverpool's trying to catch up Leicester and Manchester United, and City's just trying to pull further away, which they have been doing. City's the only team who's been undefeated in their last five games. Um, so that's really good for them. And then another great match we have coming up is Manchester United against Everton. And uh, that's pretty much it for soccer.
2: All right. Now, uh, what you've all been waiting for is hearing about the Super Bowl. Now, of course, uh, the main fun part about the Super Bowl, which is, of course, watching it with all your friends, that's not happening this year. At least, uh, not not this year. Um, maybe, maybe over Zoom, but not in person um but it's also good because that means that you guys aren't eating all of my food so um, hey we bring food yeah yeah i didn't yeah. last year i didn't no creed didn't because creed's I, a yeah i was just you were like hey do
0: you want to come over and i was like yeah sure
2: yeah i don't know i can't really complain because you did come over and it was fun but yeah, i don't think so i was cash. there but yeah, it was it's fun. I'm uh, going to miss watching the Super Bowl uh with all my friends. Uh but it's all right. You know, next year, next year, next year it'll have to happen. Um anyway, about the game. Uh you guys want to know what my favorite part about the Super Bowl is is um a bunch of people who's um who are watching their first football game of the season get to go place bets and we get to see all the crazy ridiculous bets. Um I believe uh, CBS Sports reported that somebody bet ten thousand dollars on the opening kickoff not being returned for a touchdown. What do you think about that? What's the the payout on that? Cannot be that much. Two hundred dollars against ten thousand.
0: Is that I mean, really? Yeah, I'd love. That. I don't know. I mean. I mean, it's free two hundred dollars, yeah. right? I mean, so. yeah, it's pretty much. You don't know that
2: that guy's gonna be so nervous. I mean, watching the opening kickoff. Yeah, I think if that be... lost
3: that money though, it'd suck.
2: That guy is going to be watching yeah. the opening kickoff with, you know, more more thrill than anybody else in America. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly,
0: I think the guy who's betting 200 might actually be more thrilled because, you know, losing even $200 is a fun, but then the chance to win 10,000 is that's insane. So, he might I, be even more hyped.
2: All right. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, putting cool. putting $10,000 on um on the opening kickoff not being returned for a touchdown. <laughs> that's those yeah. let me tell you. Those uh those two bettors are going to be watching that opening kickoff like d- d- with more fear stricken into their hearts than anybody else. It's Yeah. I guess well, that, was, that would I don't the the game.
3: It could be worse. I mean people bet on the the coin flip, which I don't even know how that's possible. Why would you bet on a coin flip?
2: For the fun of it, you know? I mean, I, I guess, guess it's, it's
3: fun
0: yeah. losing your money. Apparently, um, there's like 51% chance that it lands on the side that was facing up originally.
2: Well, yeah. Weird. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you know what I got to say is um, every year it feels like this happens. Every year somebody puts some ridiculous amount of money on over two and a half players throwing a pass. Um, <laughs> and every year in the Super Bowl, it almost always hits.
3: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening, yeah, especially there's... with all the fake plays that happen, injuries. That's very probable in my eyes. Yeah.
0: Did you yeah. guys see the massive bet that was made about Tom Brady coming to the Bucks and then going to the NFC Championship and then all the way to the Super Bowl?
2: I did not see that. Did somebody so There was like... this
0: guy who bet a bunch of money on Tom Brady coming to the Bucks before it was even like known about, right? And so he came to the Bucks, and the guy gets a ton of money. And then in that same bet, he said they were going to go to the championship and then the Super Bowl. And so they went to the NFC championship, and now they're in the Super Bowl. And if he wins the Super Bowl, he gets like a couple hundred thousand. But he's already made $280,000 off of that original first bet, which is insane. That's crazy. Insanity. Yeah, I,
1: I wouldn't have seen it coming. Tom Brady to the Bucks, like back when that was just rumors— yeah, that's that's crazy.
2: Yeah, by the way, so this is some fun uh Super Bowl fun facts for you. The last time that um that the under hit on two and a half players throwing a pass, the last time the under hit was last year. Um and the last time before that was two thousand and fourteen, when the Seattle Seahawks demolished Denver. Oh no, that it hit then it game. hit then. It hit then because of Tavares Jackson. So I guess the last time before I don't remember when it was before that. Um but yeah, it's uh, the the uh, the over pretty much always hits. You know, if I was of betting age, I'd probably slap some money on that.
3: Uh, so like picks mm-hmm. aside, who do you who are you guys like cheering for for this Super Bowl?
2: Ooh, good What's question. Like, Honestly, I'm. Uh, I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I... For me,
1: I mean. I want to root for Brady cuz he's an old man but also I hate Brady cuz of what he did to us. So it's it's really conflicting. And I don't like the Chiefs. I just I don't know. I just don't like them.
0: I yeah. I, I like yeah. the Chiefs for some reason. I don't really know why. Um but I also I think it would be kind of funny to see Brady and Gronk in the Super Bowl. Um Yeah. Just cuz and you know it might it might be Brady's last year, who knows? Um but yeah, I think it would be kind of cool for him to win his tenth Super Bowl appearance. Seventh?
2: No. Seventh tenth, ring?
0: No, his appearance.
2: Oh, I think you oh, cut out. Yeah. Appearance. His oh, tenth okay. appearance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my
0: Wi-Fi is not great, but um, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool for him. But at the same time, I like Andy Reid and the Chiefs, so I I can't really pick a winner for this one, um, of who I want to win. But you know, it's going to be a fun game. At least yeah. you don't have to worry about who's going to win.
2: Yeah, you know who I'm rooting for? I've been a uh, Bruce Arians apologist for a long time. I think that he's always been, while maybe not the best in-game coach in the league, he always makes his players overperform. I mean, look at what he did to the to the Tampa roster even the year he was added. He uh transformed a 5-11 and team into a team whose quarterback somehow threw 30 picks and still won seven games, you know? I, hey. And they had a tough schedule that year, too.
3: Speaking of people that you're a big apologist for, uh, what do you think about the Matthew Stafford move?
2: Uh, Yes, I was waiting to get to talk about Matthew Stafford on this year. So if you've been listening to the show a while, you know Stafford is one of my guys. And it sucks that I'm going to have a much harder time rooting for him now in Los Angeles, now that he's going against the Seahawks twice a year. Um, But, you know... um, I think Matthew Stafford is going to bring another dimension to these Rams, and I also really appreciate what they're doing by um, normalizing trading out all of those first round picks. And normally, I, um, I don't like it when other teams use strategies that I endorse because it means that they're smarter than I am, or as smart as I am. But um, I've said uh, for a long time that trading out of the first round is the right thing to do every year. The amount of value that the league places on first round picks is insanely high when you think about, um, for winning teams, how often those picks actually hit. Like, if the, if the Matthew Stafford trade um, turns the Rams into Super Bowl contenders, they won't be dealing out, like, picks in the 10s. They'll be dealing out, like... Uh, picks in the twenties, so Detroit won't get too much value out of that. They'll just get the you know twenty fifth or twenty seventh best player in the draft uh, every season, rather than uh, you know the guy that you think of as first round talents.
3: And it's not like the Rams weren't a Super Bowl contender before they made this move. Uh, so it's certainly going to make our division a lot tougher. Yeah, bad NSU news for West. the Seahawks. Uh, but I honestly think the Lions won this trade, if we're being I... honest. Two firsts. And I think there was a bit more change on top of that
2: plus Two Goff, and a fourth. Uh, plus that's a lot
3: for, that's a lot for Stafford.
2: That's uh, true. And they yeah. did they did get um, Stafford's contract off the books and Goff's contract is actually really team friendly after this season. It's structured in a way that um, if Detroit cuts him after this season post June one, it'll only cost them eight million dollars against the cap. so they can they can cut him and go and get uh, you know insert backup quarterback here. Whoever whichever backup quarterback has the best relief appearance next season. You know, whoever becomes the Teddy Bridgewater or Gardner Minshew next season, they can go get that guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think it's a really good move for the Lions. They clearly know they're not gonna win with Stafford, so they might as well get what they can for him before it's too late.
2: Yeah. And getting yeah, two first true. rounders, that's still not nothing. Plus they got his contract off the books and traded, uh, added a quarterback, uh, with a, with a more team friendly contract. And besides you know, I still haven't written off the possibility that Jared Goff could succeed in that system. I mean, in play style, he's pretty similar to Stafford, you know, a pocket passer totem quarterback who sees the whole field and is efficient in the short game, as well as having a, like a league average deep ball. Um, you know, a guy who, you know, gets the ball out quick. I think he can run that kind of offensive system really well, especially when you uh, combine their hiring of Dan Campbell. Um, I think they can run an offense similar to what the Saints ran uh, in New Orleans. I um, Detroit definitely won the trade, but it makes the NFC West the toughest division in NFL history. Uh, yeah. So- Seattle yeah. fans aren't going to like this, but um, your Seattle Seahawks are going to be the first ever 10-win fourth-place team in the history of the NFL. That's my hot take. You think that? You you really? Wow. I think that I Seattle, don't yeah. Could... I think they can win mm. 10 games because I've seen the rest of their schedule and there's uh, there's not too many great teams on there. However, the rest of the schedule for the rest of the division is also pretty easy. So yeah.
1: Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I think the winner of that whole trade with um, Matthew Stafford would, that, that would definitely be Matthew Stafford. He won. He got out of Detroit finally, so his career is going to hopefully show up. Actually, no, I hope it goes down because we don't <laughs> like the Rams. <rim. laughs> yeah. yeah go ahead. Well, um,
0: here's something just back to the betting. Someone placed $2.3 million on the Bucks winning, and if the Bucks do win, that guy's going to win a net $2 million
3: crazy a light two mil yeah, yeah just that's uh just some lunch money the
0: chiefs win like imagine wow. losing 2.3 million dollars and being totally fine
2: yeah wow. that's crazy yeah Jeez. if you have that much money like don't even bother betting just like buy a yacht or something
0: exactly no, go invest team. in some stocks yeah just well yeah it's... will's got the right idea there I exactly stop or amt um,
3: not anymore they're too yeah. they're too like yeah, they're shaky down.
0: now why are so,
2: we yeah. turning
3: this into an econ- economic show?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, sp- sports show. problematic. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, if, if I'm going to give, I think that's what we'll do when we come back from break is we can give our NFC West outlook for next season. Uh, yeah. We're going to head to break. Um, thank you guys for listening to the water break. Stay tuned for some more of the water break. But in the meantime, keep listening on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. Hey, welcome back to The Water Break, the best late-night sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. Now, while we were on break, I uh, realized that we didn't let Creed, Creed wasn't on the show uh, last week, we didn't let him pick the Super Bowl, so Creed's going to try and predict the outcome of the game, and if you want to listen to my will and size takes, you can uh, listen to our show on Spotify uh, from last week. That's our shameless plug. Also, follow us um, on Instagram, at KMIH underscore The Water Break.
0: Yeah, so um, I don't really have a very informed opinion on this one. Um, but I, I'd like to take the Chiefs on this one. Uh, probably a
2: 35
0: to a 28 game for Chiefs winning.
2: Chiefs by a touchdown. All right. Yep. Thank you for your prediction, Creed. Any random You're things welcome. that you think might happen? Uh, I think there's going to be two missed
0: kicks in a row from Tampa Bay.
2: Two missed kicks in
0: a row. Not who's, high on Ryan who's Suckup. The
3: campu- oh, it's Suckup. Okay.
0: Yeah. He's all right. That's, that's, I can't see that random, happening. That's a random. You asked if I had something random, so I just Yeah. said that.
2: Fun fact about Ryan Suckup, by the way, I believe Um, somebody might want to fact check me on this, but I think he's uh one of the last uh, Mr. Irrelevance to play in the Super Bowl. Like, um, he was drafted, uh, with the last pick in the draft, uh, by Tennessee a while back. Um, and he's now, I think, um, the first Mr. Irrelevant to make the Super Bowl in like a decade. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that's interesting. And now we're going to, uh, talk about what we said we were going to talk about, uh, earlier on the show, which is the NFC West predictions. And I think NFC West predictions and NFC championship predictions are going to pretty much become synonymous by the end of the season in 2021. I think, um, this is my final prediction, by the way. So you guys can dig up this tape, uh, next season and, you know, flame me for being completely wrong or praise me for being completely right. Um, but this is my take. I think, um... The Rams and Niners both go 12-4, and and I think Stafford will uh, probably wind up leading the league in completion percentage. I think that uh, that'll contribute to the Rams in a big way. Uh, The defense might lose some physicality, and they've got some coaches with one foot out the door, plus it's going to be expensive for them to re-sign Leonard Floyd. But Stafford brings enough uh, winning juice to that offense that he can can get some stuff done. Uh, And I think the Niners just by keeping Nick Bosa healthy for a season. Uh, I mean, they, and Jimmy Garoppolo too. I mean, they're a different team when, when Garoppolo plays, that's Kyle Shanahan just is one of the best coaches and he can, he can scheme them to 12 wins. Then I think Arizona, finally, they're going to be 11 and five. They looked like an 11 and five team before Kyler Murray's injury and the team's, collapsing on itself plus they get another season of chandler jones he doesn't have too many seasons left chandler jones getting pretty old and same goes for patrick peterson but this will be um this will be a nice season they'll go 11 and 5 and i think that all five of their losses will be close you really Um,
3: think they'll they'll go like they'll win more than one game against the seahawks the rams and the niners
2: i think the rams will sweep seattle And I think that Seattle will split their other two division series. Because the Rams, Sean McVay just has Pete Carroll's number. As Carroll always does, he'll manage to find a way to split the other two series. I think he'll split with the Cards and he'll split with the Niners. Um, But Sean McVay just has Carroll's number. I mean, he's been outcoached by a considerable margin uh, every time that Seattle has played the Rams. I mean, you could say, sure, uh, Carroll's won two of the last five against McVeigh, but for that to happen, he needed um, Greg Zerline to miss um, a 40-yarder on Monday night back in 2019, and he needed um, he needed like the entire Rams team to just implode. In week sixteen of the twenty twenty season, so both of those games were home games for for Carroll. But I think that um, you you know McVeigh is maybe not entirely a better coach than Pete Carroll. But every time they go head to head, uh, McVeigh seems to win the coaching matchup. So the Rams just seem to look really polished when they play Seattle, and it's um. Carroll just can't figure out how to beat McVeigh. Um, it's uh, yeah. McVeigh has dominated Carroll in the past, most recently in the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, but Carroll has never really been able to beat McVeigh without what seems like incredibly, you know, fluky luck plays. You know, um, I'd, I'd argue that the closest thing he has to a dominating win was Week 16, and that was when the Rams were rolling out an injured Jared Goff. It's, you know, it really just feels like every time the Seahawks and Rams play, it you know, they're just extremely outcoached. Um, but I think that Seattle will figure out a way to sweep the other two series as they always seem to. Um And, uh, yeah, I, uh, definitely think Seattle, uh, I think that they're going to get fourth place in that division, but also go 10 and six. I can't really see fewer than 10 wins. I'd argue for any other team, except for the Cardinals. I think the Rams and the Niners both have 10 win floors, assuming that the, you know, quarterbacks and important defensive players stay healthy. And I think Seattle and Arizona both have nine win floors. So this will be one of the best divisions in NFL history. I, um... I don't think all four teams making the playoffs is out of the question. It's always Mm -hmm. been, it's uh, since then, if they keep the expanded playoffs, it'll be mathematically possible, but I, you know, can totally see uh, the three teams being the three wildcards.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm going to drop my takes now. I think, I think the Rams are definitely going to win the division because now their offense is probably going to be able to keep up with their defense's production. And, uh, yeah that team just looks really scary but my take is that the Seahawks are going to come in second place barring any uh crazy trades to the Niners like if the Niners get Aaron Rodgers we're in big trouble but um yeah barring any of that I think the I think the Hawks are out for blood this season because I mean Russell Wilson does not want his legacy to be like oh the guy who won a Super Bowl and then lost like his second Super Bowl if he wins another Super Bowl I feel like I don't know, at least some of that trauma will be um, put to rest, but yeah, and DK, DK is definitely going to get better this offseason. You could see how he was in that Rams game, so I think, I think he's also going to come back really good, and honestly, I mean, I feel like if the Niners don't get, like, a better quarterback, I don't know if they're going to do that good, because I feel like Garoppolo, he can produce when he's healthy, but... I don't think he's going to be healthy in a division with Aaron Donald. Um,
2: Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. I'm going to dispute your take there. I mean, you're right that the Niners haven't exactly been winning because of Garoppolo, but I don't think they've been winning to, like despite Garoppolo either. He's been one of the most, uh, maybe not productive, but he's been one of the winningest quarterbacks in the league when healthy. I think he's mm-hmm. only got, um, excusing the Super Bowl loss, I think he's only got four losses in, you know, 28 or so starts he's um he's a winner
1: yeah and I, I don't winner. know
2: why but he is a winner
1: he's a winner for sure but I'm just saying I don't think he's gonna be able to be healthy
2: you don't think that, he'll stay healthy
1: yeah I don't think so uh, he has
2: he has had some injury concerns and that's led to some smoke around the Niners potentially adding the you know king of seven and nine uh Kirk Cousins but um, Creed's gonna hate on me for saying that but uh you know <laughs> well, Kirk no, Cousins
0: that, that's fair to say
2: Yeah. Hey, at least
0: he won his first Monday Night Football game.
2: That's Mm -hmm. true. He did that. Um... Hey, Creed.
0: Who
3: has more NFC championships, Kirk Cousins or Tom Brady? Tom Brady.
2: How many years has Tom Brady been in the NFC, Creed? One year. How many years has Cousins been in the NFC? Like, a lot. Nine, <laughs> in the NFC, nine years, <laughs> and granted, he's only been the starter for seven of those. Uh, he missed a season due to injury, and he missed a season sitting behind RG three. But it's still weird to think about that. Uh, <laughs> that that uh one third of Kirk Cousins' playoff games came when he was RG 3s backup.
3: Poor you Cousins. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kirk Cousins. It's tough. They they're having a tough go over there in Minnesota. Yeah. Their history is yeah. not exactly great either.
2: Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so Will, you wanna you wanna drop your NFC West takes?
3: Yeah, you know, I got I got an interesting one. Mine's sort of similar to size, but I think the Seahawks are going thirteen and three and I think we're taking that division. Really? I think we're gonna drop yeah, yeah. I think I think Russ, he's been so close to MVP in the last couple of years, and he just lets it slip out of his hands at the last couple last couple of games, and it's bad. I mean, I think he really wants it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone wanted it, or anyone didn't want it. But I think Russ is going to make his MVP push this year. I think DK is going to have an even bigger breakout season. Uh, No big drops. He's going to have a lot of yards, possibly leading the league. And I think Jamal Adams is also going to really step up. I think injuries won't keep us down as much this year as they did throughout the middle of the season last year. Yeah, and getting, I think, getting a whole
2: year out of Jamal Adams, that would be insanely helpful for the Seahawks defense. In the games that Jamal Adams played in, uh, Seattle only allowed 30 points once. And they only allowed 20 points twice.
3: Yeah, and it's it's not just Adams. It's Dunlap, Dunbar, Chris Carson. Uh, those players were injured for a little bit of the season. I think Bobby Wagner being at full health, I know he was having a little problems even though he plays. I think he was having some problems. Uh, if we can get all those players, I could see us going 13-3, and drop one game to the Rams, one game to the Niners, and maybe one game somewhere else um it'll but probably I be the Packers think uh, it could yeah that would make sense
2: green bay is on um, the schedule
3: but i think this is a really good season and i hope 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 this could be our super bowl run again cuz mm-hmm. Ross is getting older a lot of our defensive players uh, including bobby wagner are getting older we don't got a whole lot of time left to do this so it's going to be the next couple of years if at all
1: yeah and also i think um the cardinals uh, my prediction is they're going to be in last place but Honestly, I feel like on paper, they're just like a worse version of the Seahawks. Cause I mean they have they have a decent strong safety when Buddha Baker, but Jamal Adams is better. And they have Kenyon Drake, but I, I could argue Chris Carson is better. And I mean the only the only category where they would win against the Seahawks would be a receiver, and that's because it's DeAndre Hopkins, right? And yes. Metcalf might Metcalf might exceed him. In the next couple of years, so I don't know. Honestly, I just I just feel like they're a knockoff version of the Seahawks.
2: Metcalf is a rising star, but I think the, the my knock on Seattle and the reason why I have them pegged as a ten win team is um the inability to protect Russell Wilson. I mean, it's I mean, stop me if you've heard this before. Um, if you've ever like lived in Seattle and listened to sports radio, you know that that we love knocking the offensive line around here. Um, but I mean everyone's getting older they uh brought in a new they brought in an offensive line coordinator to coordinate the run game uh Carson's a free agent and we don't know if the team will be able to pay him and KJ Wright and Dunbar and Shaquille Griffin there's a lot of important members of the team uh set to become free agents but um you know i uh i really think that um that uh the offense is going to look maybe not exactly like they did uh, for the closing slate of last year's games where they appeared stuck in the mud at times consistently going three and out. I feel like getting rid of Schottenheimer will fix some of those issues, but it doesn't change the fact that um, our offensive line still has a lot of question marks with uh, Ethan Posick uh, set to be a free agent. We don't know what the future holds for him. Uh, still some questions about Mike U potty at left guard, He's um, had a season where he committed a lot of penalties. Um, And, you know, Dwayne Brown is, you know, not exactly the kind of guy you can can rest your feet on. He's getting up there. He's in the 30s. So that's uh, a lot of questions around the offensive line and playing in a division that contains, you know, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Chandler Jones. That's kind of important, having having good guys on the O-line. And uh, Seattle, of course, didn't get any revenue from ticket sales this season because they didn't let anyone in the building. But uh, I don't really think they're going to have the cap to uh, swing for a big-name free agent. I think the best version of the 2020 C- 2021 Seattle Seahawks will look like the 2020 Seahawks. And I think that the 2020 Seahawks in a division where Jimmy Garoppolo plays 16 games and the Rams have Matthew Stafford are a 10 win team. It's, it's that simple.
1: Yeah. Um, Also um, as of five hours before this recording, uh, Frank Gore has said he would love to return to the 49ers So I don't know, that might put them over the top.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, who we joke, but if, you know, Raheem Mostert leaves in free agency, getting a dependable guy, like even as old as Frank Gore is, he'll be 38 to start next season. Getting a guy as dependable as he is, you know, might actually help the Niners more than it hinders them. I, I don't know. I mean, it. We could, we could be seeing the best division in NFL history, and we all get to report about it. Uh, anyway, I think we're going to wrap up here now that we've all said our piece. Um, thank you for listening to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, keep listening for more music and conversation that spans generations. We're out.